Hey guys, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Uh, just re got done uh, working a day in Kansas City. Uh, it's about four o'clock here um, on the highway K10. Josiah's in the back seat holding it down and uh, just wanted to jump on and recap. I had a opportunity by all copy products um, to join them for a game, uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Redskins on Monday Night Football and uh, had a fun, great time. What an experience, our first NFL game. Like I said, I'm a Kansas boy. Uh, of course, there's a place in my heart for the Royals, for the Chiefs, um, you know, so had uh, a really unique experience. Everyone's telling me it's a bad thing you went uh, at a such a high level because now you're spoiled, and I totally agree. I don't think there's another way I would love to watch the game. Um, you know, I'm not a, a nosebleed section dude. Um, I could get used to getting on the sideline, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, I had a blast. Me and my wife, we attended, uh, did some great networking, met the um, district managers, uh, some high-level salespeople within the company. Um, just, it was just a great night, um, you know. And then uh, right now, you know, today. Even down to today, I am uh, recorded. This is be my second podcast of the day, doing a lot of interviews um, and um, different things, trying to bring awareness, help people. You know, that's my that's my whole goal. You know, I when I got out of um, when I got out of high school, I didn't really know where to go, so I stumbled into college, kind of doing some classes at Washburn University uh, that's located in Topeka, Kansas. Never got a good fit. Um, you know, just had a horrible time trying to, you know, fit the education system. Um, so uniquely, what happened to us is uh, I started working more. You know, I, I quit I quit the school thing, went and got a full-time job as a bank teller, which then morphed into uh, com the computer operator position because I knew I was in uh, into tech, you know, it was um, fixing computers, different things like that, into the whole computer operations, doing jobs for the bank. And then we got this awesome opportunity to go to Bible college, which if you know me personally, you know that I'm all about God. I'm a faith-centered man, um, you know, and then um, try to live by uh, well, try, you know, the, <laughs> try to live by biblical values uh, in everything that I do, keep the utmost integrity, uh, do everything I can. And so we got the opportunity to move to Columbus, Ohio, and um, attend what was at that time World Harvest Bible College. Now it is uh, known as Valor Christian College, which is uh, still an awesome school. Um, graduated from there, got some ministry, teaching, training, application, all kinds of stuff, really was exposed to a lot. Um, and one of these days I'll do an episode about the whole trip. Um, but, you know, college for me is just, you know, it wasn't it. And I, and you know, so going to World Harvest Bible College, definitely it was, uh, it was focused towards, you know, missions and, and church application. I wanted to be a youth pastor because I love people, love kids. And so at the heart, hopefully people see 
that in my business, I just love people and I try to, you know, I, I use what I, what my talent provides me by God, you know, to literally help people in business right now. I mean, that's what it's morphed into. I don't know what it'll be down the road, but I'm open to anything in a moldable, just like we were talking about before in our other podcast uh, that I did earlier, you know, being able to change and shift and be moldable uh, and not put boundaries or place yourself in categories. It's so important. All I know is this. I want to help people and I want to help them for the rest of my life. That's it. And if that's in business, great. If that's in uh, personal daily habit, if that's in discipleship, whatever it is, I just want to help people. I want to make an impact and I want my kids to be good humans. Pretty simple. That's it. That's the recap. That's my day. I'm driving home. Gonna get some dinner with the... All right, guys. I just got done recording a little bit of my message, a recap of my story, a follow-up of what's been going on. But I thought I would dive into, you know, the story about Bible college. Um, you know, I was working a full-time job at a bank and I'm going to try to squeeze this, squeeze this in, in five minutes. Um, I was working a full-time job at a bank, uh, got a bump up into a different department thinking, you know, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I am going to be in computer operations, you know, cause I've always had my hands in some type of tech, whether it was troubleshooting, problem solving and or figuring out code and stuff like that. So I was interested, intrigued, definitely down the right path. And then God had a different plan. Uh, <laughs> my pastor came to, uh, me and my wife, well, girlfriend at the time, fiance, uh, at the time and said, Hey, you guys are, uh, do you, you want to, or are you feeling called to the ministry? Um, you know, and I, have, you know, I recently just gotten saved. Uh, about a year before, two years before this. And um, so I was definitely, I felt the calling of God to really, you know, pursue something like this. And so at this point, I was ready to answer the call. I was like, yes, whatever it takes, um, you know, let's do it. Uh, Sarah was the same way. And so we decided to accept uh, an offer from our church and Pastor Parsley to go up to Bible College for a year at Valor Christian College. Uh, back in the day, it was known as World Harvest Bible College um, when this transpired back in 2005. And so uh, me and my wife were going to get married a year from when we made this uh, decision and uh, ended up pushing it up and getting married in four months, I think. Uh, very, very, very big transition for all of us, our family. Obviously, my mom and dad didn't know what was going on. Uh, her mom and dad knew sort of, but not really because wedding, ah, everyone's freaking out. So uh, we decided to go up there on faith, didn't have a job lined out, didn't have a place to live, really. We we tried to find apartments online, and then, of course, you know, when you go, they show the best apartment that they have, and then everything else is crap. And so... We had the crappiest apartment when we got there. Still didn't have jobs. Unloading the U-Haul, finding out that you know the fridge is broke, the toilets broke, the ACs broke, um, the water doesn't work in the place. So uh, my mother, in love, um, told us, uh, "I can't have my daughter stay here. 
boy, me and my dad had a look on our face like, are you serious? We just unloaded every freaking piece of thing, uh, furniture, all of our things were just unloaded. And now we got to load them back up and try to find a place. So we ended up moving all our stuff into a storage unit. It was a mess. We ended up not having a place to stay. We stayed the night in a hotel the first night our parents left. And then uh, out of the blue, uh, some girls from church um, that we were going to from the Bible college were like, we're like, hey, do you guys need a place to stay? And we were like, well, yeah, we kind of don't have a place. And so we found an apartment, but there was a month wait. And so we were like, we need it. We'll figure it out till then. They say, well, hey, you can sleep on our floor in our living room. And we had an air mattress uh, that we had got from Walmart. So we were like, shoot, let's just do it. Let's, let's bunk up. So we literally stayed with somebody else for like a month. Um, as we were returning our trailer, and these were kind of things that have happened. So we got the place to stay, ended up getting a great apartment. Um, even more important than that, we were able to, we were dropping off our trailer. These were all points that God, you know, we knew God was working. And uh, we were dropping off our trailer out of a line of 20 people. We're at the, we're in the middle and the supervisor of U-Haul pulls us out of the line and says, hey, do you guys want jobs? And we're like, yes, we need jobs. We didn't even have to really formally apply or anything. He goes, how much you want to make an hour? And so we told him how much we wanted to make an hour. We got our job secure. Ultimately, it was the best experience because we left together, me and my wife, and we had to learn how to live on our own, out of state, away from family, no crutches. Um, and it was the best thing. It really built our relationship. So um, that was my immediate story right out of high school. Bam. So I wanted to jump on here and talk about college, talk about post high school. Uh, it's been uh, just a subject that I've been thinking about a lot today. And I think, you know, a lot of people have the notion, a lot of young cats who are juniors and seniors this year in 2017, um, hopefully you're seeing the shift of the entrepreneurial landscape, the way the internet has just disrupted so much of the way it used to be, uh, and the opportunity. Um, I'm not talking to you if you're a loser and complaining about everything, uh, doesn't work for you. Or if you're hung up on the fact that you have four followers or, you know, nobody likes your photos or whatever. I'm not talking to you. Uh, there's, uh, well, I guess I am talking to you. Suck it up. Uh, if you work hard and if you apply yourself, these are things that my father has told me all my life, yet I was a knucklehead and didn't really listen to it. I had it almost too good. Uh, my dad, my mom provided a lot. We, uh, you know, they came from backgrounds of, you know, poverty, not having enough. My dad was actually, uh, he's from Mexico. My mom's from Detroit. Um, and, you know, both have... Uh, poverty in their story. And so they decided they really wanted to provide for their sons. They didn't want their sons to have the life that they had to go through, the things they had to learn to do without. Um, and sometimes that's good. Um, in my case, I think I took too much advantage of it uh, when I was a kid because then, you know, I, I just, I just did. And that's the truth. And there's so many of you like that out there that were like me. Um, and it took a little bit of life punching me in the mouth in order to pick myself up and really get on with something that 
would literally change the course of my life. I think that so many times it's misinterpreted that you need school. My dad had always told me, he even went to the extent of taking me to a college campus in hopes that it would entice me to do better in high school. It did not work. I just am not a school dude because I don't care how many rings are around Saturn. I don't care what the capital of Alaska is. I just don't. I don't think that it's applicable to me. Will you need some things like math and algebra? Of course, I use that stuff daily with data and analytics, things that I'm using, conversion, fractions, all that stuff. I'm using that daily. Of course, we're using, you know, math and basic skills and stuff like that. But for me, I just did not fit. I I tried school. It didn't work. And I'm talking to the ones who kind of feel that same way. You know, if you feel like school isn't it, there's so many now when you think, unless you have to go for a big, big, big trade, like you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be something that has so much technical aspect to it that you need to sit in a classroom and learn. I just think, you know, there's so many other alternatives. There's ways for you to make a living, support your family um, that isn't traditional. I think, you know, if you just really apply yourself, not do what your passion is, but you have to do what you're interested and love and boil it down into the fact. Like I know I love helping people in any capacity, whether that be in ministry, business, any other capacity, motivational speaking, anything like that. I am so on to that. And that's my thing right? But you got to figure out you, if you love to work with Rubik's cubes and what is it about Rubik's cubes? Do you like solving puzzles? Okay. So maybe you can solve puzzles. What kind of puzzles, you know, boiling down to what you love to do. It's, there's never been a better time than now to really start answering and asking yourself the really hard questions and facing the truth. Listen, I'm just going to put this here one more time for anybody who has an excuse. Right now, my son is very tired. Um, He is deaf in both ears, um, so he cannot hear himself necessarily the noises that are coming out of his mouth or he's making, right? And so uh, with that, on top of me being on the road two hours every day, on top of running a social media Uh, Not really a social media. I hate that term. But uh, on top of me running a business attention agency, um, you know, and then being a father and a husband and being heavily involved with my church, uh, we're talking, you know, two, three times a week. I do not want to hear the excuse that you cannot create content. I think that you need to hack time to create content. Hack it. Literally. I'm driving on the road. So what did I do? I'm just going to use Anchor, which is a great app that allows me to put out content at scale and distribute. It's audio. I have uh, a cool thing about Anchor. It lets you turn your audio into some videos by transcripting the words. That's freaking awesome. So I really just want you to know that there's no excuse. 
There's no excuse. I'm in attention business where people spend their attention online. That's where I place content. And I think it's very, very important. You, Mr. Business Owner, or you, individual who wants to develop a personal brand, or you who wants to reach people, you need to start developing content and stop with the excuses. Hands down. I'm just saying this because I have conversations daily with business owners who do wear several hats, but so do I. And the problem is I just value content more than you do. That's that's literally the whole reason. I think that you, if you're a insurance agent, if you're a financial planner, if you are a whatever you are, create content. If it's audio, there, there's four ways you can create content. Ready? And it's only on the internet. Ready? Video, pictures, words, and sound. I'm just going to stop right there and let that sink in. God bless.